episode 162 that I've run out Hold my pastrami beers again, says Sony. State of the K2 chitty chat. Damn you, Nintendo, for that awful Switch Online reveal. Destiny 2 DLC and PC gaming on your phone. Questions from listeners. Which plant seed should this bullet poop? Ferns. Ferns. The manhood flying out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Reach in at your own risk. This This is the loaded couch. And we're back with episode 162 of the Loaded Couch. I'm Scott Chound, or the man who knows what leaves to wipe his bum bum with. Scott Chound. <laughs> I wipe my ass with poison ivy. Um, I'm pissing pipe like, girl. And I'm what did the fox say, Celtic Fox? <laughs> nice. All right. He's, he's finally owning it. That's fantastic. All right. What did the fox say? What are you drinking this evening? Um, (laughs) what was i drinking i just finished uh the first one actually well this is two weeks in a row buddy yeah well a little late start so i mean uh i'm drinking the tribute uh triple i blame you it's a uh, authentic belgian style ale and it's from the creek brewing company and i'm sorry no 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 no. if it's near philadelphia it's crick okay it's right it's crick um i now that I think about it, I think I've actually had this one before, like many episodes ago or a year or two ago. Uh, it's the one with the, um, it's actually a tribute beer to uh, Jack Black's band. What's the name of his band? Tenacious D. Tenacious D. It's me. So it's got Thank him you. and his uh, partner on the on the front of the can. It's a uh, malt malt beverage made with coriander and bitter orange peel. Um, it's pretty good. It's 9.3% alcohol and it's color nice is, Wait a color is like a uh, cloudy golden color. Stepping that shit up. It's a, it's a Belgian style ale malt liquor with, with orange peel. Well, malt beverage with coriander and yeah, bitter. Dude, it's Philly. Bitter the orange crick. peels. <laughs> it's made with crick water. Oh yeah. And it's uh they're out of Croydon PA. Right. Yeah. It's not really Philly. It's like a suburb, but. All right, Captain Special really Reserve. What are you drinking? What am I drinking? Yeah. Something better than Kelk, I know that. I know you're not drinking a wheat beer. What are you drinking? Oh, uh, was that the memo? <laughs> no. Special Reserve Pirate Ale. It's from Brewergy Van Steenberg NV. Oi! Actually, the uh, wasn't the memo like something with some form of fruit in it other than berries? Yeah, it was. Yeah, isn't, uh, doesn't rum have fruit in it? Nope. No. I'm pretty sure it does. I'm going to look it up. Let me see. Wait a minute. It's only rum barrels. There's no fruit. Totally. (laughs) Actually, the new guideline for Pigeon will be anything but a beer from Brewergy Van Steen. They make all the best beers from Belgium. Belgium. Yeah, they make all the best beers. It's a triple H and rum barrels. I'm surprised Kelk doesn't get this for his Sea of Thieves rant that he'll have today. It's from Belgium, like I said. Oi. Van (laughs) Steenberg. Amber in color and 10 half. I'm better than cup. 10 half. Uh, myself, I'm low in the total pole tonight. I'm drinking the Hell or High Watermelon. It's from the 21st Amendment Brewery. It's a wheat beer out of San Leandro, California. It's in a blue can, and it's 4.9% alcohol. Speaking and- of Hell or High Water, wasn't that movie with Chris Pine uh, supposed to be, like, really, really good? 
Is it Hell Over Hot Water? I don't know which one you're talking about. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter because the movie you picked for a review last uh, for this month or last month is horrible. (laughs) Wait, me? No, not I read your description. Yours was good, but Kelk's stupid like pirate (laughs) ale, pirate jacker offer, (laughs) some of that. Space pirate. Yeah, yeah, your wife will second that. Space pirate. Is he really talking the truth? (laughs) All right, uh, Game of Thrones themed scotch is on its way from Johnny Walker. It's dubbed the White Walker. Uh, the scotch whiskey is set to debut this fall. Excited? I can't. Every time I see scotch, I think of just you're missing hound. Okay. <laughs> that's well. I think they announced this on Twitter, and that's when I said, uh, threw it out there. I was like, "Really? You guys are doing something after me?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. They. Uh. You, you know, you're picking this up. Yeah. Sure. Right. I was just say last time Scotchy and I did some scotch on the rocks, we got in big troubles, but. <laughs> I'd be willing to try this out. With well, you. I've ha- I've had some. We were together when we had it, so yeah, we'll have to try it again yeah, and not have be, a bad experience. It's be no different than the Jane Walker one or the regular, right? It's just the labeling. Mm, yeah, it's yeah, just mar- it's probably marketing s- to right. sell more uh, bottles. I mean, I'll buy it. Maybe they have to serve it cold or something like that. Let's chug a beer. Or maybe it's like you know recommended to be served chilled. I was gonna say you can need to. Uh, Take your uh, scotch glasses and put them in the freezer and get them all frosted. Right. Yeah. Frosted. Wait a minute. Is that just every glass that I own? You get it? You get it? <laughs> all pint glasses? <laughs> yeah. All right. Leaving it to Schmaltz Brewing Company, a Jewish themed craft beer based in Clifton Park, in New York, uh, is going to deliver a deli in a bottle. May the Schmaltz be with you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so racist now the idea for the beer emerged last year when schmaltz looked to create a special brew using pastrami in collaboration with bar barcade 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 a chain of craft beer centric bars uh with video games real quick too speaking of pastrami uh we watched the new adam sandler movie last night on netflix I like how he like I, elongates the Jews. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you can still say Jews without sounding like a bigot. <laughs> Especially with and all those man in the high tower way, talk. The movie yeah. was based on a Jewish wedding, and I have a good friend who's Jewish, and I'm sure he would agree. This the movie was horrible. Yeah, I don't know if I he heard it was bad. It was so bad. I don't know if they purposely were setting out to make the acting like really bad on purpose as part of like the comedy. But I do not recommend this. I'm surprised my wife watched the whole thing. She said, uh, she kept saying, I think it's like a train wreck. I just really need to keep watching to see how many people are dead. Is this the one with uh, him? He's got like a white suit on in the front. He's got his arm around his kid and he's got like the Elvis sunglasses on. No, no, this is the one where his daughter is marrying Chris Rock's uh, son. Oh, gee. Okay. It's really bad. uh, I know. It's, um, that's the one when it's with the dude from SNL, right? There's a whole bunch of them in there, but that's my boy. That's the one uh, Scott she's talking about. Yeah, with Ad, with uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's when I was. Yeah, thinking no, no, about. no, it's not that one. Okay, okay. But it, it's horrible. But yeah, I'm sorry to inter- interject. It there sounds horrible. The Jewish talk, but go ahead, keep going. Well, yeah. So the uh, they're going to be using pastrami in collaboration with this uh, craft beer centric bars and video games. They wanted to kind of mix the two. So uh, as far as Cohen knew, Cohen I'm assuming is the representative for the beer company. Uh, mm-hmm. No one had done a pastrami beer before. 
an important factor given how competitive the craft space has become. Quote, it's been harder and harder than ever to make a unique beer that can truly stand out, he said. Uh, as for making the taste of pastrami in beer form, uh, Cohen said it wasn't so difficult. The brew is simply an experiment, uh, a quote, an experiment with a wild array of flavors and ingredients, uh, such as kosher salt, cracked black pepper, mustard seed, mustard seed, ground caraway seed, and horseradish. In other words, the team took pastrami spices, but didn't exactly dump a sandwich into the beer making equipment. What? Why not? <laughs> you Kel, don't want to gum that stuff up. If you beer with a pastrami, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to freak out. I was going to say, it's like you almost need to have an open-faced Reuben minus the meat while you drink this and then hit the pickle bar. <laughs> no, he didn't say Reuben, Kelk. So there's no kraut. To quote the, uh, the Schmaltz website, uh, quote, no pastrami was harmed in the making of this beer, end quote. No, well, it should have been. <laughs> so you're right thinking they, uh, you just serve it with a side of rye toast? Yeah, it's got to have rye. <laughs> yeah, you just dip it. You just dip it. <laughs> so you get a big a big mouth glass or something like that that you serve it in. So you can dip the rye bread. Rye and pickles, like I said, pickles. <laughs> it's a Philly thing. Rye and pickles. Right. It's not a Philly thing. You said rye and pickle. You didn't say rye and pickle. You said Ryan. Okay. <laughs> I, I so so that, that's a new character in Hail Caesar. There you go. Nice. Ryan, Ryan Pickles. Mark it, mark it down. <laughs> Ryan Pickle. That's put it awesome. in the notes. <laughs> Are you? You put this stuff down? I don't know, but it's. I think it's comedy gold, honestly. It's got to be, yeah. I'm writing it down. That's it right now. Let's. Let's. Talk. Talk. Games. Games and Kelk won't have a beer. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to sit dry mouth now. All right, uh, Kelk, let's start you off with your dry mouth. Uh, what did you play this past week? All right. Uh, a little painful, I guess. Um, Destiny 2 DLC came out. It's not painful. You enjoyed it. <laughs> no, it was pretty cool. Uh I played it some was of cool that. playing together. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll dive into that a little more because we're all going to talk about it. I played Destiny 2 DLC. I tweeted out actually a little, just a little jab, a little joke at... Uh, he was trying to get at, some traction. At some traction at Bungie because the, the Destiny 2 DLC dropped the same day as the Fortnite uh, Thanos crossover. I think that was on purpose. I don't know if it was, but <laughs> I think Fortnite whooped their ass. I mean, I don't know. Everybody's talking about this Marvel Thanos crossover with Fortnite. I got a question with like some of those games, like the, um, in the Fortnite comparison. Do you think they have like just a slew of things that they're kind of just sitting on, waiting for other games to kind of release things? You'd be like, oh, they released something. Let's re- let's release one of these things we kind of been sitting on just to get some kind of. I don't. Going. I don't know if it's done in a strategic uh, screw your neighbor type of thing, but they definitely have a a list of things that they're sitting on as part of their roadmap to like hit certain milestones for like the quarter. Okay. And I think it just happened. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how quick they can accelerate or do it. Maybe they did see like you know that the Destiny Two DLC was going to come out, and hey, let's drop it on the same day and you know pull. Some I think. Of their- I think they knew when some DLCs are coming out. I won't yeah. be surprised if other games or yeah. release DLCs and they just like, hey, look, we got um, uh, Hulk Hogan as a playable character. That's yeah, what I was yeah. saying. If they're just making character skins and kind of like oh small upgrades and stuff, Macho Man them. Randy Savage <laughs> <laughs> with the with the with the pink zebra um, print hat on or no? Well, Elizabeth oh, Elizabeth would be one of the skins with the uh, you know who who wore the he wore the fur and the zebra right the zebra hat. Yeah, he wore the zebra. He had bandana. a whole bunch of different colors of it, though, didn't he? He had like white yeah. and pink, and my best, the best was Hulk Hogan colors with him. 
<laughs> well, speaking of Fortnite, um, I actually jumped. I did play that. I didn't put that on the list of what I played, but I did play that. Um, the single player. I went back to it because I haven't played the single player since the game first came out, and I bought the start the founder pack. Um, it's pretty cool. It's actually like a lot of fun. It's much different than the battle royale, like faster pace. It, this one's faster pace because you're fighting all the zombies, kind of like in a horde mode thing. But it's very much, um, Jim, this kind of goes like more in your category with the, it, it reminds me of Dead Rising when you like walk around and you just like explore the crap out of everything. Like you're I looking at tower defense. No, the, the tower defense is like, it's literally the last thing that you do. It's not, so like to give an yeah, example. That's the ultimate goal. Well, that's the end goal for that mission. So if, if I played like one mission, it took me an hour to play it. I probably spent 50 minutes running around the map, like searching, like destroying everything and searching every little nook and cranny to find like, so it turns out I need like this gyro device that's only found like in toolboxes. So I pretty much was running around the map trying to like find toolboxes, toolboxes and like garages and, you know, destroying cars and stuff like that. So there's like a lot of hidden stuff that you need to find these little parts to be able to build like your better guns and stuff. So I spent a lot of time doing that and I spent a lot of time like finding the materials so I could do my, uh, my wall weapons and my ceiling weapons and the floor weapons and stuff like that for when I made the actual fort at the end. And then you put, you build the fort around your little relays thing. And then once you activate, it's when like the horde mode comes and you know, like I said, it's tough, dude, because I, I, like an idiot, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I'm running around and I was activating, I can't remember what the hell it was. I was activating these like devices and it's saying, oh, you know, like I'm just kind of ignoring the text popping up and I probably should have read it because I activated like three of them. By the time I read the third one, it's like, I basically was increasing the difficulty of the level as I played. And by the by, like the fourth time I did it, it says recommends four players extreme difficulty. So I activated the the device at the end with my fort that I built, and I just got steamrolled by the zombies. Like I couldn't, I couldn't hold them off. But you were by yourself. But I was by myself, yeah. and like I said, wow. it you know, big picture, it really was a lot of fun, and I was having fun just by myself. So I could imagine, like with your friends, like I, I was kind of trying to indicate. It's very much like the new Gears of War, like horde mode where you repel the waves and waves and you can set up like the turrets and the, you know, defense, things like that. That's like the end goal. But the running around and like destroying things and seeing the city and the buildings and the artwork and all that, it, it, it was really, really cool. Um, and then finally, real quick, I played more Tomb Raider, been grinding away on that. That's a great game. Hey, if you and then I played a little bit of Sea of Thieves, but not too much this week because I'm holding out for the, uh, or the past the DLC. All right, Pitch, what'd you play? Maybe we'll send something in return. I, I didn't play Little Nightmares. However, podcast, I watched iTunes, it completely Stitcher, through and SoundCloud. while my daughter played it. And um, she loved the game. She beat it about five times. <laughs> nice. And so I, I bought her the DLC and she beat that like three times. She really likes that game. I told her to try uh, um, Inside, but I don't know how difficult the puzzles are. Because mm. in Little Nightmares, the, the puzzles weren't that difficult. Yeah, it I mean, they're probably really similar cool, too. I mean, well, I haven't played nightmares? a whole lot of night. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. comparison yeah, to yeah. inside. Yeah. We have it for the load of couch account. How about um, 
If she played Little Nightmares and really, really liked it, did you think of picking up Candleman? Isn't that supposed to be pretty good? I looked at it, but it looked like it was more platforming. Hmm. Okay. I don't know, but I did look at that. It was on sale the one time. Like, should I get it for the Little Couch account? I'm like, nah, Kelk doesn't get anything for the Little Couch account. So I, um, wow, nothing from Kelk there. Okay. I almost I almost bought the uh, Assassin's Creed Origins DLC this week for us, but... Is it on sale? It's not on sale. It's on sale, but since I'm the only one that's played the game so far, I figured I'll just wait until it really comes down in price. Yeah, just wait. Uh, then I've also been playing the heck out of The Legend of Zelda Breath of Wild. I'm trying to do the side missions with all the DLC that they added for the side quest. Um, all the, like, the mask and the... Um, How much DLC did they there? add for that game? There's like a trial, Trials of the, of, uh, the Sword where it's like wave-based. Um, but like you start off with nothing and then you got to like sneak around, kill creatures, and then they drop something. And you carry that on to the next level. I don't know. It seemed pretty cool, but I didn't, I just tried it out for like a minute and I didn't go back. Okay. Um, but a lot of it was like, it's like a bunch of skins, a bunch of masks that actually help you. There's okay. the hero's path and I don't know. I got to dive deep, more deep into the, um, we'll dive deeper into the, the DLC. But like I said, I've been doing a side quest for it. Uh, it's fun. I, that game is so good. I mean, it's so hard to put down. And I actually been playing it on the TV, docked, not on the. And how's it look in comparison? It looks. I mean, to like what you've been playing, I should say. Usually, PlayStation. Yeah, to be Xbox honest with you, I don't. Uh, to the PlayStation. I mean, I can't. It looked the art style is so great. I mean, they nail the art style on all these Zelda games. That's. I mean, just, I know. You, I know you guys love your Switch for the portability, but that's like almost. I mean, Scott, you brought it over the one day, and I saw it on this like the portable. But like that's the type of game I would almost think you'd want to play on the big TV. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely. See, I don't see much of a difference though. Yeah, honest. clarity wise, but no, I mean, but being able to sit back and have it big screen and stuff in front of you instead of having, yeah, experience you know. wise, that's what, like especially more with the I'm pro thinking. controller. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, true. It's awesome. Um, and then I played, like you said, Destiny Two Warmind DLC, and then I also been going back and trying to complete the Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Okay. I bought that game on sale like two years ago with all the DLC. So I've been trying to bang that out. It's one of my backlog games. But that's about it. Okay. Uh, myself, I played uh, Destiny 2 DLC with you guys. Um, it was decent. It's been a while since we played. And, uh, you know, shooting, kicking ass type of thing. Kind of simple. Uh, play through. I uh, played a little bit more NBA Live 18. <laughs> the man who doesn't like sports that much, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm actually enjoying that. I'm I'm starting to my character's getting better. I'm getting more used to the controls. Uh, there is some... start an NBA uh, fantasy league next year now. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah the the guys' names and stuff like it says every time something happens, like somebody scores, somebody gets a block, somebody knocks it out of the bounds. It Black says guy. the player's Black name. <laughs> the, guy. It says Russian. the guy's name at the bottom, and I just pay no attention to it because I just there's too many names to try to think of learning. So. Man behind the curtain. Yeah, uh, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm having a really good time because I made my own character and I'm kind of just playing through with him. So. Uh, and there's some fun feedback with, um, like the, the coach texts you. Yeah, I think you have a uh, a reporter that texts you, a buddy of yours who's in the league or in the uh, the Spanish basketball league. He didn't okay. make it into like the U.S. He texts me all the time, asks me questions, and you get feedback. Like you can give it'll be like he says this thing, and then you get two, one, two or three options to make your decision on how to reply to him and stuff, and then they respond back to those. Is it is it pulling you in like like 
pigeons busting on you because you're not definitely not the sports guy. Is it pulling you in like when we were kids, how we just would, for whatever magical reason, we would just... NBA keep... Live 95, the greatest baseball game ever. No, I was going to say like Bulls versus Celtics or... Oh, that was terrible. Or Lakers versus Bulls. I mean, we would just play that nonstop up in uh, Lubo's room. Yeah, this, ha- this has Chambers that. Land. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tom Chambers with the slam from the top of the key. Um, this has uh, <laughs> that kind of feeling to it because, I mean, it's I was playing a street ball championship i guess um and you have to do five games and it makes you win the five games you can't progress unless you actually win the games and it's the first to 21 and uh i got to the fifth game and i just i kept losing but it made me redo it every single time if i saw that we were getting too far behind i'm hitting start i'm hitting restart game instead of playing it all the way through and yeah it like there's some different things that you have to try and get um when you're playing the games like uh one game i got three three pointers and a steal now it wants me to continually get three three pointers a game and a steal uh and it's kind of like little and it gives you extra xp and stuff like that so Hmm? it sounds like nba playgrounds remember like you have to like when you do like the uh world tour or something it's like yeah hit three three pointers or five steals yeah that's kind of how it is it because this like i said it's the playground championship that you are playing i was playing at a playground in philly uh for this one uh, the next one I'm going out to Crenshaw, I think. Oh, going to the hood. Uh, and then, but then I I stopped doing the playground once, and I went back to playing like as a pro again, and I got picked up by the uh, Portland Trailblazers to start with. Okay. So, uh, Ugh, you're stuck in Portland. <laughs> I know. Well, I was trying to get into Philly. I was trying to get into the 76ers, but uh, they haven't picked me up. I only I got drafted by the Trailblazers, so I'm doing my first year with them, and then I'll see if I can get traded. So. Uh, and then I've been playing a bunch of Hearthstone still. There's um there's a bunch of different game options with it. It's not just the the single uh, online, you know, playing against somebody else. Uh, there's some solo adventures that you can do where Big you help. have like certain amount of things you have to Make do. Make his promise. No, he didn't play. But then again, I didn't download, download the uh, Fable. What is the Fable one called? Fable um, Fortune, Fortune, which I, yeah has a single like, player. Thing. <laughs> Last week he's like, he's like, yeah, I played Hearthstone. Did you play Fable Fortune? Yeah, no, I played Hearthstone. You should download Fable Fortune and play. <laughs> he's well, trying no, to talk me out of playing it. Hearthstone, you jerk. <laughs> the reason I say that, and I mean now Scotty's touching on it, is I didn't know Hearthstone had like a single player component to it. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's got some, um, you know, f- fix or finish these amount of uh, or beat this amount of monsters or something like that because uh, you compete against like the barkeep and one is a, a solo type of play. There's uh, so there's regular solo play which is just against because it takes place on like the uh, the bar like it shows like the swinging doors that go into the bar when it starts up the game. Okay. Um, and then there's the solo adventures which is it has a kind of uh, you're playing against other characters. There are um, uh, AI characters mm-hmm. that you're playing against, but it, you know they put you up against different. Uh, I guess the main character that you're battling has uh, each one has a different type of uh, ability. Yeah, uh, it's like, totally Fable Fortune. Then, like, right? They do the same thing, and it, but they get more difficult, and their health goes up on each one. So it's like it makes it a little bit harder to do. But then they give you some passive things uh, when you're playing as well. Like you can. Uh, uh, one was like double your health every time you start or one's like, an, it's like lower the cost of, um, your first, you know, draw or something like that. So uh, they're all really good. Did I, I, when I talked about not to steal your thunder real quick, but when I, when I talked about fable fortune, did I describe how, like, so you're used to playing hearthstone right now and you pick your like hero and your character and you're say you're halfway through your match. Right. Mm-hmm. 
in Fable Fortune, they have these like they have these midway point objectives that you get to choose like like use five magic points or or raise three creatures from the dead. And if you hit those magic points halfway through your match, it lets you do the traditional fable choice. So in the middle of a match, you can decide to go good or evil. And if you go good or evil, there's a different opportunity. So like you just said, like if you go evil, you might gain like one health after each turn. So, so like as you're fighting, I'm, I'm sorry, Calc, I'm going to cut you off. You just cut, <laughs> scot you off from Hearthstone with Fable Fortune. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm trying to link it up because he was saying like he has characters that like can regenerate <laughs> health, and I'm saying like Free Fable has. Yes, <laughs> in this sentence, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but Fable has like this cool like midway point of a match where you get to choose good or evil. No, it's uh after it, like you get the passive after like the first or second win. Okay. And then, um, you know, it's, again, it's a chain of wins. You have to beat 10 different characters in these uh, solo adventures. Okay. And they keep progressively getting harder and harder. And each one that you battle has a different type of uh, ability. And then as you as as you beat one and you move on, it gives you, like, different types of card packs to play in your next round. Okay. And it's okay. different versions of play. Like, one could be, uh, you know, solely just defense. One could be solely offense. One could be, like, where you're just stealing the opponent's cards or loading their hand with junk cards or transforming mm-hmm. their cards into, like, crap players and stuff. And there's it changes that up every time, like, after you beat uh, a round. It gives you another option to pick a new pack that you have to play with that. It's all the so, same type of character and all the same type of cards, but it adds these additionals in there to change the gameplay style up. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, you but can it doesn't. You don't the, get a halfway. You can swing the gameplay game. to whichever direction you want. Right. Right. Um. Now that you've played both of them so far, you still haven't played Fable Fortune. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, now, is that console only, or was that an app game? No, it's, it's um, crossplay, right? It's PC and Xbox. I think it's crossplay. I don't think there's anything yet out on mobile. I can. I'll take a look real quick. Um, on the app store. But now that you've played Gwent and Hearthstone, um. Which one do you, I mean, I would think that you're probably swaying more towards Hearthstone just because of its ease of play. Like, Gwent seems very hardcore-ish to me. Yeah, it's, uh, to be honest with you, Hearthstone has seemed a little easier to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not, and for no some reason. No Fable Fortune on the App Store. Okay. okay. Uh, and th- I guess the, uh, the easy play that it's on my phone makes okay. it kind of ideal uh, that I'd go to right away. That and that Blizzard artwork, man. Right, right. Yeah, I mean they they've got magic in that studio, like all their animation and art. They got the money awesome. to do it. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, Sony news: uh, a PSP emulator buried in a remastered PS4 release of Parappa the Rapper um, could provide a new way to get upscaled versions of the portable systems games running on your TV. Pidge, you gonna try this? <laughs> no. Short answer, no. Long answer is I downloaded the demo for my daughter to try because she really wanted to try it, and she got really pissed off. So, Because you have a bunch of games is... for the PSP, right? Yes, I do have a game, bunch of games for the PSP and for the PSTV. However, um, because she didn't like it that much, and I never really played it when it, on the PS1 or PS2 or whatever it came out on, and so it's officially that my DDR career is done mm, okay the power uh, parappa the rapper you're never going to play that no kick kick punch, punch. block 
fuck. It's all in the mind. Mm, that's right. If you want to test me, I'll show you off high. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. Like, what, what does this mean, actually? Like, maybe Kel can chime into this, but does this mean, like, somebody can... Like right, well, let me finish it real quick because PS- it says a user posted the PS4 game uh, uses uh, uses uh, an inbuilt PSP emulator to run a copy of the 2007 PSP version of Parappa uh, rather than running new code specifically ported for the PS4. But apparently there's a difference between the remastered um, because that included a 4K texture package featuring redrawn art and all that makes the game look good on the big screen. So. So there's so there's two versions of this game then is that how I'm like understanding There's a there's remastered like a, I think that was released for play on the PS4 but this is playing as a release from the PSP is my understanding. Okay, so this is like the PS4 hardware is somehow running an emulator. Yeah, booting and running an emulator to just play it in a PSP mode. Upscaling, right? I guess yeah. Pro. So well, it might, wait a it minute. Might oh, is this is this kind of like good news that the PS4 can actually emulate backwards games? It, it could. Or is I mean, this it, just something like they pretty much took the PSP game, found that it was the same code, and just put, hey, you know, uh, C colon 4K texture colon <laughs> enter run execute. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I mean, it, obviously it would be great, a great thing, and it, it, it could be a good thing. I, uh, it could just also be a case of it's just not a very demanding game, so it's like easier. Because I remember somebody was saying an article I read that emulation takes a lot of horsepower. So, like, if you take a game about it too a while ago, yeah, if you take a game like a PS3 game that's like very graphical heavy, and you try to like just go into emulation mode and run it on PS4, it it more than likely wouldn't happen because. It's just too intensive, and the PS4 doesn't have enough horsepower to emulate. So you're like saying that's seven. why it works with the PSP or the PS1 2 games? Exactly. They might be just like super, super light and easy to spin up that it, that it could do it. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. So Pidge, do you see this as being a, a good thing for PS4 owners then? Something they should start getting like excited about, or is it just kind of like a you're going to have like, to do a jailbreak or crack your system to do it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm when I put this in the notes, I was like, okay, like, Calc's gonna hate on it because it's gonna say, oh, all they did was take a PSP game and add a 4K textures that like, anybody can do that. But now that I'm reading into it, like, it seems that the PS4 Pro can actually emulate backwards games. Yeah. Unless I'm really looking too much into this. Yeah, it's an as it's an inbuilt PSP emulator. I mean, what's what's it going to hurt? We're making a projection here first. PS4 Pro backwards compat with emulation games on the PSP. Right. Well, it's more more game choices, which is a great thing. And I mean, maybe there is like a bunch of people out there that want that nostalgic PS1 experience. Maybe they're like, hey, the PSP and PS Go and PS Vita, it's dead. But you can emulate those games. Now I'm curious to how got to rebuy them. I'm curious to how it kind of worked because do you have to plug the PSP into your PS4 via USB to have it read the game? Because, I mean, you're not putting the game disc from the PSP into your... No, I'm sure this guy's... Uh, let's see. Uses an inbuilt PSP emulator. Oh, so it's like a program. Yeah, so he pretty much, like, jailbroke his PS4. And right, and it's kind of using... And, just down- and, and downloaded yeah. the code for You sure it wasn't so. Chappie that did all this with the PS4s? <laughs> I don't know. Ask uh, Kelk's son. Yeah. yeah. 
Favorite movie. All right. Uh, gamers can no longer pre-order PS4 exclusive games on Amazon. Instead of a, a pre-order link with a price, like other games on Amazon's website, these titles, all published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, just state that they are currently, I mean, this is quoted, uh, currently unavailable. A note underneath else. says, quote, we do not know when or if this item will be back in stock, end quote. Um, is this a hey you break, have to wait buy breaking it news from from Microsoft Twitter account? Don't <laughs> jokes on you, Sony. We can pre-order our game on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. I don't know. This just seems like like who cares? Well, people who shop counts. through Amazon to get I, don't I was going to say people who buy all their stuff through Amazon care. Um, yeah, but look, uh, Scott, read, read the next line. Well, the pre-order issue does not seem to affect already released games, which, you know, whatever. Because, I mean, they've already yeah, released, but, but this is all moving forward. I wonder if this is a standard moving forward that Sony's like, no, nah, crap, we're taking all of our this purchases This is a back. big thing, man. I mean, a lot of people pre-order Amazon and have it the Prime deliver, like, the morning of that the, it releases. Right. Yeah, but didn't, I don't know if you guys remember, remember that there was, like, a big issue with Amazon and Nintendo, like, Amazon wouldn't sell any Nintendo products or games or anything like that through through Amazon. It'd be all through third party sellers. Hmm. Like maybe it's just like they're trying to get their royalties. Like, hey, we'll store all this stuff in our giant warehouses, but you know, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking there's some kind of behind the scenes money issue going on where Sony's just like, no, nah, we're we're like losing out too much on this, so we're gonna try and push them through the digital store or you know, whatever be, but see, that was my thought. I thought it was just trying to get more traffic into the store. But I think this my is thought big, was like, thing. maybe Amazon saw that, uh, Sony selling like two to one to Microsoft consoles and they <laughs> wanted a bigger cut. Maybe that's why I kept mm. waiting. You're an ass. Speaking of Microsoft, <laughs> uh, Microsoft news stated the K2 is releasing today. Uh, and we have to ask, it is? well, when this releases, I was going to say, so when this episode, if you're listening to this, uh, this little plug right here. Oh, that's right. Okay. On if you're listening to this episode on SoundCloud uh, for free, it's because you're two weeks late. So head on over to patreon.com slash the loaded couch. Uh, Don't do the $2 tier. Do the $18 tier where Kelk would have to draw lots of comics. Yeah, he's already started bitching and complaining about how much work it's going to have to do. To yeah, put I was first. I'm first, number one, comic number one. <laughs> but uh, like these guys are saying, head on over to the tiers, check out the rewards, leave us a tip. Uh, less than a cup of coffee per month, you can get the episodes uh, one week early, so it'll be more current, and you can hear us uh, talk some trash on stuff. Yeah. Dip us a tip. Oh uh, yeah, currently talking some trash. Anyway, so yes, so uh, stated the K two is releasing. Uh, thoughts and concerns and opinions. Uh, let's go over what we have of those prior to our playing it and reviewing the, well, uh, the game. So first off, if you if you what pre order the apocalypse version to get the game four days early. Yeah, so you will get it. Doing that. You're like, but no, you guys aren't going to do that. Yeah, you're going to get it on the 18th if you buy the Apocalypse or Gold version, whatever they want to call it. You guys are just, uh, Scott, are you jumping in the Game Pass with this? I beat Kelk. Eh. (laughs) 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 That's hilarious. That's good. Uh, You know, I've been kind of considering it now, looking at it and all just because. I told you, you, dude, I bought, dude, I bought a bunch. And like first, nobody's getting back to us. 
with our uh, on our website or on our email at thelotocouch.com or at thelotocouch.gmail.com and all options. this stuff. And I want to give away these game passes, but right. nobody's getting back to us. So I can give one to you if you just want to try it out and see. Well, that's the thing. It's it's not like the trial period of it. It's just I'm like I'm starting to go in and look at the games that they have available and just be like, okay, do it's I really care about adding time. these to my backlog and stuff at this point, or is it just like I'm getting this and I'm only going to play like three games? Which, granted, Kelk, I understand it kind of takes care of the cost of it a year and stuff, but mm-hmm. how much interest <laughs> I'm going to have in the yeah, games? Yeah, well, that that was I mean that was my argument from the get-go on it was we knew we were buying Sea of Thieves State of Decay 2 and Crackdown Speak for yourself. So right. but I Crackdown knew if we, were buying, if we were buying those, it was going to pay for itself. Right. Even just Crackdown, you're going to get Crackdown 3. You knew that. And you're going to get State But I'm just wondering when Crackdown is actually going to come out. Now. I think they're going to screw us over again. Yeah, around like 2019. <laughs> exactly. And then it's like, okay, so I got one game this year to make it worthwhile. And then I got a whole bunch of other like little games that I'm like, okay, am I really going to play those just to make this feel like it's nah, worth my money? I think there's there's going to be a bunch of indie games revealed at E3 that'll be releasing this year. On Game Pass. On Game Pass, yeah. Well, my, one of my predictions is No Man's Sky on Game Pass. See, that'll totally make it not worth it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> next I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I, I've been kind of leaning towards uh, trying it out and give, uh, giving, it a tr- giving it a go. Cause, um, give it a twirl. Yeah, exactly. And 14, 14 days free, too, right? Yeah. All right, so All right. first off, I don't know who watched. Uh, there's new live-action uh, teaser videos. Uh, one was uh, a following of The Doctor, and another one was a following of uh, Coach. Yes, I watched both, and you guys? No, Kelgi told me uh, to, and and for the listeners, I got sidetracked. My mom had a gunman in her school, so I was all, uh, I was like ulcer-inducing like Scotchy was in his Need for Speed days. Mm, see, you know, it's funny, when you first announced that, I said to uh, Calc, I was like, Calc, I wonder if he was thinking to himself, hmm, should I pre-order my AR-15 now or later? <laughs> Go once save I, mama. <laughs> once I get the funds from building my fire pit and fence. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> no, uh, so ultimately everything was fine. It was two kids that walked into the school with their arms covered in a black paper, a black plastic bag, oh, and had their cell phone in their hand, looking like a gun. So nice. they, the SWAT team, and the whole like a bunch of cops just locked down the school, and everybody, everybody, them everybody the face, was curb stomped them they and. Cornered, What's that? They, uh, the SWAT came in, punched him in the face, curb stomped him, and told him to get the hell out. <laughs> Pretty well, well, real quick, I'm sorry to, to drag this on, but like I said, everybody was safe. It was these kids that thought they were funny. But my mom was, um, she she's the, the food district manager for the school. Essentially, she's a glorified lunch lady. Um, so they like everyone needs to evacuate the building and then my mom was on her way out and the SWAT team or the cops were like hey are you okay you know is everybody coming she's like yeah we're fine but there's these three ladies that work for me that don't want to leave she goes okay hold on so, so the cop goes goes into the cafeteria and it's like get the fuck out right now <laughs> and they all started <laughs> out. Oh, my mom my mom was like she was really upset that you know because my mom's, I don't know, she's like mama bear to everybody when they did that. So, But afterwards, she had a little laugh. But she was like, get the fuck out. See, I was expecting that story to go a little bit different when she saw the men in uniform. 
Just be like, oh, <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey, I don't have any change. You got a change for five? <laughs> She's rubbing their arm. Yeah. All covered oh, arm. you got your gloves on. Here, let me reach in your pocket and check for you. There might be some change in here. Oh, is that your balls? I thought that was saint. a few quarters. My mom loves you, Scotchy. And you're especially, if, especially if one of them had a beard. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. No. All right. Anyway, so uh, the yeah. doctor and the coach. Uh, Calc, with these, um, I, I know you made the comparison of it being kind of like a Hunt the Truth uh, you know, oh, podcast so teaser, uh, pregame teaser like Halo 5s, but this being a video option, too. Uh, what were your thoughts on this type of advert just to get the game kind of kicked off or prior to the game kicking off? Um. I well, thought the truth to begin with is awesome. Yeah, I thought it was brilliantly done. I mean, every from the multiple perspectives, like one, it set the tone for the game. I think, like, kind of without like showing you truth. too much either. What's uh, yeah, exactly. Um, kind of like how Hunt the Truth set the tone for the the story of Halo without indicating anything like of the main storyline of halo yeah i can't remember was it like before halo 5 or just they were trying to find out the backstory of master chief right yeah it was kind of just like setting the tone of like make that the next game like christmas well exactly a lot of people have said just make that the tv show too um Mm. but yeah it this kind of was like setting the setting the table for the meal it's kind of like we're presenting you with the environment and all the little subtleties that are going on in this world that you're going to dive into. And I thought like the acting was awesome. I thought the pacing was good. It, somebody's comment on YouTube was this episode was already better than the entire season of Walking Dead. So, it, you know, it just I, I thought it was awesome. I was really excited. And like I said, the minute after I watched both of them and how they connected to each other, I was like, oh, this is like Hunt the Truth. All right, Curiosity, uh, were you were you expecting to see zombies or were you disappointed uh, with n- not seeing them? In these? Uh, no and no. I wasn't expecting to see them. And no, I was not disappointed because I thought they did it brilliant. I thought the the sounds and the grunting and the like the zombie squeals in the background was like just enough to pigeon you really got to watch these man it's like i don't want to say it's like horror but it's like very well done like letting your imagination i'm sorry what was going i was watching him (laughs) 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 yeah but uh yeah it was it was really good i mean scotch what did you think of it no yeah i thought it left you leaving just enough to where you wanted to see more which kind of uh, then leads you into, well, okay, I could just play the game and kind of get that same experience. Granted, it's not live action, but it's kind of fill in almost the storylines. Because I'm assuming in the game you get a little more detail onto the characters. Kind of like they said, they introduced um, the person who was playing, I guess, Doctor in this. Although uh, she kind of hinted into not actually having completed her... I was going to say, like, uh, does it make you... um expect or want to see other characters like maybe what if they do a video on like the gardener and a video on like the scout right that was gonna be my next question are we gonna uh you know see more because there's more jobs available people who would be in those situations i hope so and and i maybe they follow zombies and it's like well i i love the in the the doctor when she comes in at the one point and she's like remind me to never go with such and such on a scouting mission yeah 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 and, and I'm like right away i'm like think like i pictured i'm like oh boy that's jim that's that's pigeon like doing his role in the game out there scouting trying to like combat yeah buddy and here's the 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 
team medic who's coming back like injured because she went on that scouting mission. Right. <laughs> because Rambo left them behind. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, so uh moving on. Uh what things are we hoping to see in the game? I'm going to let Jim go on that because I, I, I think he has a I little different. never played the first one. Yeah, I was so going to say, he's got a different vision. My expectations is I don't have to do a lot of little nicky-nacky work for my home base. Like, I, I, heard, I, I heard another podcast that they were saying, like, yeah, you go out and then all of a sudden you'll get an alert that the, the zombies are attacking your home base and you got to go fortify it. And I'm just like, I don't want that shit. I want to go and explore. Like I'm a dead rising guy. So I'm going in. I'm trying my best to not think it's dead rising. Yeah. I mean, but I think that, my, my role, approach. my role playing in this game essentially is I want to be dead rising. I want to be Frank West. Like I want to go out. I want to craft stuff. I want to get supplies and I want to help my team out. But I don't um, want to do all that simulation shit. I, I would say with that mindset and that approach, I think the co-op is definitely the way that you're going to want to experience it. <laughs> um, All my achievements for single player are not met. Yeah. Right. But I think the thing you're going to have the biggest roadblock with is you have that mindset that you want to just go out and explore and find things and fight. But I think the realization that you're very quickly going to die and lose that character is going to, like, ruffle your feathers. See, now, I have a question about that then, too, because you know how you kind of have to build up your base with the amount of characters that you have to play with? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, as you, you know, you can switch between the characters that are in your base if you want to, like, just to rank them up and give them different attributes and all? Yeah. If, by chance, say, you're Pigeon Peg, like, and you're not looking to do a lot of base building, you're just kind of out and exploring and kicking ass, um, is there a point where you can run out of characters to play with and then you're just kind of screwed? Uh I mean, so the gist I got of it and from what I think I remember on the first one is like, say he's like running through characters, you know, very quickly. I think when he, I think it will, you guys think I die all the time. Well, I I think it like, it will force you at some point, either that there'll be like a new character knocking on the door at your gate. Or if I remember, I think it's like, as you drive around and like go house to house, I think that's how you stumble upon the new people. Right. And, so and would, you can I, add them I, to I would, your base and stuff, but then there's that possibility yeah, of having too many stuff. people or too little people yeah. in your base. Yeah, I think as he grinds through them, it will like force like two or three new people onto him just so he has more people to keep using. But again, you're, I mean, you're going to churn through people that maybe they don't even have good fighting skills or just like a medic. I mean, you don't want that to be your last character right. <laughs> that you're going out there to fight with. Um. So with there being like really no end of game or end game, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, what are the long-term expectations that we have for the, uh, the game? Is it, are, are we going to get like a kind of a, a promise like we got with, you know, uh, the division and see if these with like a 10 year expectation on it. Or? Like is this, or is each world procedure, procedurally generated? Uh, no, I think I it's think... the same map. So everybody has really the same big. map all the time. Right. Okay, so then my question is, it's like, what if you explore the entire map? Like, what's the end game afterward? Like, just surviving. What? It's surviving. Okay, but say say you like you beefed up everybody and you survived and you look at you found everything on the map. Like, well, you I guess the that's the question. So, like, it, from the what DLC I understand, thing? when I understand and remember from the first one and like what I've seen 
briefly hinted at with this one is it would it's going to be be a giant map kind of like in the realm of like red dead or grand theft auto where it's just massive and there's going to be so many possible areas to have bases well that's also that's a good statement there Kelk. sorry to cut you off they um when i watched that one thing when they had the um the devs answering questions on mixer Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that was one of the questions uh, that was asked a bunch of times was, okay, how big's the map? And if you wanted to move bases or open additional bases, like how far apart are they spread? And I know that there's some like super bases that are really, really large and easy to fortify or easier, I guess, to fortify like the big um, trailer um, mm-hmm. one that they kind of show over and over again. Yeah. And the the devs kind of, they didn't want to give too much into it because they didn't want to expose how big the map was and stuff. But they said, if you are looking to move from like one big base to another one, you're having to move. It's not like you can just go back and forth easily. It's like you're kind of leaving that one behind and really moving on. Okay. So yeah, I'm I mean, I guess the map's I would gotta be say, kind of big at that point. I guess I would say, what am I looking for? I'm hoping... To, to build on what Pigeon had asked or concerned about with is I'm hoping that say you reach an endpoint in your mind, like the game doesn't technically end, but you, you get to a point where you have this like really well-built base and supplies and everything's running pretty smooth. I'm hoping they introduce some ability that you're like able to be invaded by another like team. Well, yeah, you know, that, that was kind of what my I, understanding I was. Anything. Well, on the podcast, they said that um, when you see a flare, that means like somebody needs help. Right. And that yeah. if you go and help them, you get some of the supplies and some of the XP and stuff for helping them. Like you get heavily rewarded. Yes. Yeah. Well, Kyle, I'm wasn't... just hoping that people don't go and just start griefing you. That was kind of in that video advertisement, though, wasn't it, Kelk? Like at the end with the, uh, the doctor? Well, they talk about. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. That they, they hint in the videos and from what I've heard that they keep saying this the term you'll fight other humans. So I'm a I don't know if that means like you're gonna encounter AI humans that are like other, you know, like uh like the governor and stuff like that. Are those computer controlled AI humans or are those legitimately other real people? on Xbox Live that is yeah. part of their bases and are you going to cross paths with them and or then, Windows 10 and, and that and then you have the the whole division set up like you were saying you have a PVE but you also have your dark zone element which is where you cross paths oh, gosh. you know with other humans and they they do they hint that in that video with the doctor where the camps raided Forget it. But again, it also adds into, okay, how many people can you have on one server? Because I said, if you're going to be traveling around, if you can have like one map and granted, you have to travel a long distance. Mm -hmm. I mean, where are the spawn points then? Do they strategically spawn you on either ends of the map so you don't get to see each other that often unless you're really, really, really advanced? I I can see. I mean, I see both sides of the concern. I I see where Jim's concerned because we see it in Sea of Thieves. There's Right now, there's a big ongoing argument with... Some people don't want to play against other people, but it's called Sea of Thieves. It's about being a pirate. And this one, in State of Decay, it's about surviving. Pirates like honor. It's, yeah, exactly. But it's about surviving the zombie apocalypse. But there are griefers and douchebags out there, like the governor, that are going to come, or Negan, and they're going to come, and they're going to want to take your stuff. It, I think it adds 
a lot more realism to the game, but it adds a lot more frustration too. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Scotchy, what do you want to see? I mean, what's your hopes? We need Lion Rider for this game. Yeah. Uh, now, when I asked the question originally, I think with Pigeon's response to it saying, okay, what am I going to do at the end of this? That kind of led into what the original question was with the expectations of longevity is, are they going to have DLC of additional, like, for lack of a better term, patrols or missions or, you know, new bosses and stuff that they're going to be releasing all the time, you know, for like a specific amount of years that they're supporting the game. I, I would hope so. I would hope missions, uh, new new inventory items maybe maybe new weather elements maybe they add a winter space or something maybe they add a winter season maybe during the winter they drop it and change the environment and new now you types of zombies it's a free something. update yeah mm, right um hopefully and i know calc's gonna ask this and i guess i'm gonna ask it first because i mean calc most of the things that you kind of brought up in pigeon the same thing that you said with you know the you know when is the end game what kind of is your main goal is it is if it is just surviving the whole time then that can get kind of boring as well unless you have something that like daily missions or daily goals and stuff or like weekly goals and stuff that you want to do um and i kind of share those uh things that i'm kind of looking for and I kind of, it's going to lead into, you know, my next thing. Let me ask this uh, one just before, because it's kind of along this expectations of longevity before I get into kind of what my thoughts are. Uh, I know Kelk was going to probably mention this at some point, but is this game, do you think, along with the lines of like Sea of Thieves, as Kelk has said before, a good option for the games as a service? Because it doesn't have an end game op- an option? Well, it has a really low buy-in point too. It's, yeah, but which worries me. It's it's twenty. Try to do a game as a service. Well, it's twenty nine ninety nine, which and also part of Game Pass, so it's got a very cheap buy in, and maybe to the point we just like kind of tipped our hat on a little was, are there like going to be a steady stream of DLCs or add ons over the next one to two years that will require microtransactions, and if the game becomes a hit and it becomes a long term one or two year game as a service. And the company can make an extra twenty or thirty million dollars in revenue by selling these other items. Yeah, I think it very well could. You know, may I have this weird feeling that Microsoft is trying to use Game Pass as a foot in the door to a games as a service, like long term, with a lot of the games that they create. Uh, now, if they really, really wanted to cheese this, and I think this would piss people off. You know how the characters are killable. Mm-hmm. And you kind of mentioned about the microtransactions. A lot of these new games that we have are going microtransactions of skins, weapon skins, and you know, extra like things just to pretty up your characters. What do you think would be if you could buy a skin or a jacket or a hoodie or a pair of boots or uh, some kind of gun tape or something like that for say like a dollar? But if your character, think... yeah, if your character died, you lost it. Nah, or you'd have to go back no and scavenge way. it. No again. way, people would riot. Nobody would buy this game then. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just put it out there. Not saying that they're going to do it, but I just wondered what your thought. I mean, I think that would be cheap as hell of a. Of, no, like, you have to be able to like make it. Be worse than the loot boxes on Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to stay in the locker. Back what if they the did game. it as like a special edition kind of ones? Like if you really, if you are that kind of person who doesn't mind that type of transaction, like I said, it's just a buck. Any other skin or something you're going to buy is like that five dollars thing like they're doing with um or 15 bucks for say like a Fortnite. if it's just like a dollar but you know they give you a you know a disclaimer right up front you can lose this if your character dies yeah i'll I'll meet you halfway on it along the lines of like diablo with the hardcore characters 
if it's a ninety-nine cent microtransaction and maybe no, it's not it, gonna happen. And maybe it gave you a like a better stat in some way connected to that item. Like like, like a silence you know, or something. If it or... was winter and you don't freeze or oh, like okay. you you warm up at like twice the speed of a normal person if by buying this jacket. But you could lose it if you die. Like that might entice people because it has a special attribute associated. So like they're kind of like giving you that care of, hey, you want to pay to win? You can be better if you buy this. But oh, by the way, you could lose it. Right. Um, that would be the only thing I see. But I think that still might fall under gambling. So I, I don't think they would go that right, route. Okay. All right. Now, uh, kind of getting into the things that I was thinking about with the play, uh, like things that I'm really looking forward to is the um, the co-op play. But one thing that I'm really hoping that they kind of change in it is the progression of the person's characters that are going into play with another person's co-op game. What do you mean? You get you get stuff. You, you get, get stuff, but it doesn't help you progress through your no. Game yes, it does. All. Yeah, it does. It carries over to your your yes, game for the it things does. that you have, but not with like. Yeah, like if you do like you're helping. Say like we join Kelk's world. Like anything that we get, we get we take back to our. So camp. if like we're in the world and we build up a whole lot of stuff and we like in Kelk's like oh, I I need I have like you know, five bucks, but I need seven bucks to finish off this garden. You're like, okay, so you just build the garden for him. That garden doesn't come back to your base on your game. It No. So, okay. So I see where you're heading. It, the things that you do to a base only help the person hosting the game. But to Jim's point, supplies and stuff, anything you do to your characters, both through progression, XP or inventory items, those go back with you to your base. Right, because there's that shared, what did they call it, a locker? Yes. So anything so you put in you there or save in four... there, it goes in, that's kind of in, on your save game. Yes. So if you go through four, like you say you're using one character helping me, and that character's like really tired and beat up. So you go back to the base, you can switch to another character from your base. So say you cycle through four or five characters like in a night when we're playing. You can rank up those four or five characters, like their XP, their experience, their their skill points, wherever you want to put it. Uh, any of the, up... How about any of that map kind of, um, like if you clear out like a horde that was at a specific house that you haven't gone and seen yet on yours, it's not going to be cleared out when you go back to your personal game. Then. I, I, I don't know on map exploration. I don't know on that point. But like Jim had said, it, you're, you're definitely your progression uh upgrades and stuff like that on the characters carry over because that's kind of like what i was looking forward to was a lot more of the crew play again kind of like getting us back into a game that we all play and that we're all kind of excited to play and play together and it's like if we're always just playing in i don't want to have to be jumping from okay calc we're playing with your game tonight jim we're playing with your game tonight and then we're going to play with my game oh calc we went to got the water tower with your game but we didn't get the water tower with jim's game and now he's light on water and now we have to go run that mission again and do it again but i need I'm electricity you're making me not want to like, get the game <laughs> well that's the only thing well, that i'm kind of hoping that they kind of address that they kind of you know give us a little bit more explanation makes things a little bit more crew play friendly I would say tweet tweet them out and ask about. I think the question we definitely have is: uh, is any explored and completed areas in one person's game carried over to your own? See, I'd almost like it in where they had a a, a public save file almost, where we could load it up as a crew base, 
and oh, man, any of us could add. play in there single player, but we're still improving the base that we all own. But yeah, that they already, I already, again, they're going to go back and say like each of your bases is your own base. They, they've already said that, but I think the, the fact that you might have to replay the water tower mission on your game and Jim's game and my game, it's really no different than we're doing with destiny where you have to play through, right. You know, three times. I think Scotty, you got, you got spoiled with sea of thieves, man. It, it's, you know, where there is no, like, you know, your story and my story it's shared. Right. 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 Yeah. That's kind of like opened up that Avenue of like, damn it. I don't want to play through the game three different times. And, and yeah, that's a valid point. All right, Paige, I got you snoring over here. Let me, uh, I got this last one for you. We're going to go to you first. Uh, how do you think you're going to play this game? Are you going to do the uh, single player first, start and build your characters, get them going, and then kind of join up with some crew missions? Well, or first, do you think you're going to jump right in crew create, missions? We're going to create a character, right? You create characters in this game? I don't know if you create them or if they're just there and you, you come in as a character. Calc? Well, let me, let me just, this is the outfit I'm going to wear. I already have my outfit. Okay. <laughs> pair of pink panties. No, listen. Fishnet stockings. No, sh- no shirt. Black pants. Black boots. Red headband. Nice. Good song. And he'll die, he'll die, <laughs> die 30 minutes into the game. That's how uh, I'm going to create my character. I'm going to join your game because I'm not dealing with that sim shit. I, you don't, I don't think you create your character in any way. I think it's just a character that... Well, I better be a black female. That you find or pick up. Um, and like... Black. Like we've said, they will die quickly, and you will lose whatever their look is. So. No, nope. right, Cal, cover yourself. So, Pidge, you're what? you're jumping right into crews. You're you're not really doing your solo progression. I would say I agree yeah, with. Probably. I'm I'm going to jump into the co-op. I want to play with you guys, and I mean, I really don't care Aww. who's. I don't care who's like uh, wants to be the host, but either way. At least all that experience and gain that those characters get, it does go back to your game. You just got to worry about managing your own base. Right, right, right. Uh, and oh, I was the same. Oh. That's uh, which I <laughs> jackass. All right, and then uh, the last uh, question: uh, How long will Pigeon play as Rambo? And then uh, what's the over under of Pigeon losing a character? Ten. Two two weeks. First oh, two no. hours. Over under how many characters? No. How long it takes you to lose your first character? Time till he loses his first character. Over I'm gonna say two weeks is good. Two weeks is a good line. I'm gonna say under an hour and a half. <laughs> okay. Over. Dude, oh, two weeks. Are you kidding me? Like you're gonna literally lose a character. I'll play once, get my character in your world, and we'll play for another two weeks. Okay, because you're literally <laughs> gonna lose one to two characters per night. Oh, that's no way. So All right, and then uh, <laughs> who's gonna be the first of us to lose a character? Jim. Calc. <laughs> I was going to say me. I was going to, you know, I'm going to say Scotchy. No, Scotchy's back at the base planting like wheat. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm weeding. Yeah, but it, the base gets raided and I'm there, there by myself. Like, with me and he's going to get greedy as hell. I'm sleeping in the garden, just hanging no, out. You know what's going to happen? It's going to be me. Because That's Orion's belt. You see that up there? <laughs> Scotchy will be back building the base, which will be gorgeous and amazing. And I'll be <laughs> out be with David Koresh, popular. <laughs> I'll be out with Jim, and Jim will totally trip me and throw me to the big fat. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all clear. He's like, Calc, you got that shotgun right here. You get up front. Calc's like, I don't have I any ammo. Oh, too late. 
I got the silencer. I'll kill everybody but one room. <laughs> All clear. Go in there. There's a chest. All right. Uh, what, what, what was the dude from uh, Walking Dead season one? Rick's partner. Oh. Um. Didn't he throw the, the fat guy like down at the zombies when they were escaping the, the school? The guy from uh, what the hell is that? Oh, yeah. Punisher? No. The Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they went the to like the school to like get supplies. Yeah, that's Shane. Right. Shane. Shane. Yeah. And Shane threw the fat dude down on the ground to save his own ass when they were escaping. <laughs> that the sounds school. right. <laughs> when they were running, doing the circles around the the school. Yeah. yeah. All right. My last uh, concern or thought about the game, uh, just to wrap up. Um, uh, you know how they have the uh, the really big what what do you call those guys the zombies the Zeds what the Zed is that the really really big one it's kind well, of the size of a house right? juggernaut. juggernaut yeah now I know that they have the different the screamers the runners the regular zombies and then the juggernauts and stuff um, ferals fer- yeah that's the scream or the runners right the ferals are the ones that run on all fours after you yes yeah. yeah um I'm wondering how often you're gonna see the differences of those if it's like because I think, like, the Juggernauts are... I mean, how many people like that do you really meet in the real world? I mean, the dude looks like he's, you know, nine feet tall, and he's yeah, but that's, as big I think as that's house. part of the mutation, though. Mm. I, don't, I don't think, like... Oh, I don't think don't the, start talking backstory and canon here. Come on. No, I don't think the Juggernaut is, like, a like a, like a realistic person that just is in, infected. I, I think that's, like, like, one of the special, like, mutations. Right, but I'm just curious how often you're going to run into those. I think it would be special occasions, like harder missions, I think. Just run them over with the car, right? <laughs> yeah, no, the Jetta. I, on the podcast lesson, too, they stop you dead in your tracks. Yeah, didn't you see the one uh, run-through video that Calc showed with the Jetta? The Jetta was like a tank, man. Yeah. It just kept keep running into it, it with the tank. It like sla- Hulk slams the hood. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, the guy the, on the podcast, the guy said he was driving a... Uh, an ambulance full of stuff and the juggernaut just stopped it dead in his tracks and the, all his stuff was lost and blew up. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Uh, let's get a beer refill. And uh, before, actually, before we do that, um, thoughts on your beer that we're drinking? I'll go uh, first. It's a yay. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's a yay. Uh, I highly recommend Tribute Trippel from, uh, what's it? Nishanami uh, Creek? Yeah. Crack. 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 Yeah. Right. Okay. Pidge? Your yay? It's, yeah, the special reserve. Yeah, anything from Buwerji Van Steenberg is great. Okay, and my Heller High wa- name up on purpose. My Heller High watermelon, uh, it's it's good. It's kind of strange. It tastes like it. They threw a um a watermelon uh, Jolly Rancher in it. Yes, I I remember that beer. It's, it's very really good. Light. Um, it's you know it's it's light <laughs> and it's tasty. Yeah, give it a try. Kelk's fair watermelon Jolly Rancher. That's right. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get another beer and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to check us out, you can tweet us at The Loaded Couch on Twitter. You can also email us at theloadedcouch at gmail.com. Download our podcast on iTunes, leave a review, get us some votes. Also contact us on Stitcher, and you can also find us on SoundCloud. All right, we're back with the brewery, Phil. Kelk, what'd you, what'd you get this time? Okay, got something new, a little sour. It's turtle time. <laughs> <laughs> it's called tea time. And it's uh, from Terrapin Beer Company at Athens, Georgia. It is a uh, Berliner Weiss, a German-style ale with tea and lemon. And it says on it, made with Maya tea. Mm. So, Pigeon, you're like bruge, the bougie. The uh, uh, bougie you know, or bougie? The bougie, bougie tea sorry. drinker. Okay. Uh, um, the bougie t- 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 Tivana. 
So yeah. what's what's up with this Maya tea? Maya tea? How do you spell it? M A Y A. It's not Tivana, oh, so he said screw tea. it. And they like threw it right on the front of the can, so I guess it's like a big deal. So is that like is that a tea company or is you're talking about the tea like certain tea? I don't know if it's like a certain tea leaf or if it's Did just you like description. It's a tea company. No, it just says like uh. I think it's a tea company. See, I was hoping I was gonna have a picture of Mister T. Uh, tart, thirst quenching wheat beer made with fresh tea and lemon peel, easy to drink, summertime refresher will get you back into the swing of things, both on and off the course. This is like a a funky Arnold Palmer, huh? It is. It, that's pretty much what it is. It's like an Arnold Palmer. Sour though. It's I think sour. my tea is a company book. It's it's not as sour as the Sequench Ale from Dogfish Head. Oh yeah, that's pretty. pretty that's bitter. still one of my favorite like tart sours. Um, that's what the uh, what was that? That's not the uh, that's the black sea salt or something, right? Ah, uh, something like that. But yeah. yeah, this is this is pretty good from the first couple sips I had, and I I told the guy when I put it, I was like, I'm getting ready to put a ton of stone in my backyard for a patio, so I need something. You know, for the for a hot day, so I thought I'd try oh, it. I need something to pack the stone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a four percent alcohol, so it it's very light. Yeah. Um. So the sequence ale is black limes and sea oh, salt oh. and sour lime juice. So yeah, there you go. All right, Paige, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm I'm still going with the Special Reserve Pirate Ale. Big bottle. Uh, ten ten and a half percent alcohol. Yeah. Big bottle. Uh, I moved on to the Truth uh, from Flying Dog. I think I had it last week. It's a IPA, Imperial IPA, I should say, out of Frederick, Maryland. Frederick, Maryland. It's in a brown. Do we bottle. know what the differences are of how much beer we drank, Imperial and and, and India? regular? Well, no, because it says Imperial IPA, and then underneath it, it says India Pale Ale. I don't. Calc. Know. Uh, I think it's India Pale Ale. Yeah, but what's the Imperial part of it? Because IPA is like... India Pale Ale, isn't it? I'll have to go Royal. to the uh, complete uh, beer Bible book and, yeah. and get back to you. All right, uh, and it's eight point seven percent alcohol. All right, Nintendo Ooh, news. <laughs> Nintendo news. Mitomo shut down. Thoughts? Questions? Uh, who cares? Yeah, it was okay. great for the first couple minutes. I like the voice. I think it was just kind of a. I think it was just meant to be like a social experience. No, like dip your toes in Poughkeepsie type thing. Yeah, social experience like their party chat. But yeah, but I mean, it's like you build this little, uh, you know, uh, what do you call them? Like, what do we have? That's funny because I remember Xbox updating their app to do the same thing. Right. (laughs) Just have a little social experience where you can chit chat with people and talk to them, ask them questions. And it's kind of, yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of like, hey, let's do something that's like a mix of avatars and Facebook. Uh, Right. Your me character. That's exactly it. Yeah. And it just didn't catch on. But this is their first app. I mean, yeah, it it's not that it was bad. It it's just, just gonna. I think I think Mitomo was the stepping stone for Animal Crossing, the the little app. Is it strange well, that it shut down though? It's not just kind of just sitting out there. It's just usable. it's not making money. Yeah, I mean, made its money with I'm sure with some purchases of like clothes and stuff like that, but hmm. it's just all things, all good things come to an end. Yeah. All right, Nintendo Switch Online subscription service will include a Netflix like. A Netflix type uh, library of NES games and what else? Uh, there are currently Ugh. no plans to bring classic games together under the Virtual Console banner, as has done uh, as has, sorry been done with other Nintendo systems. Uh, that doesn't mean Nintendo 
plans to ignore its older games on the Switch, but it does mean that there won't be a dedicated brand for the classics. Um, this worries me, man. Yeah, quote, uh, there are a variety of ways in which classic games from Nintendo and other publishers are made available on Nintendo Switch, such as through Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo Switch Online, Nintendo eShop, or as packaged collections, end quote. Uh, another quote was, uh, quote, Nintendo Switch Online will provide a fun new way to experience classic NES games that will be different from the virtual console service, thanks to an uh, enhancements such as added online play, voice chat via the Nintendo Switch Online app, and the various play modes uh, of Nintendo Switch, end quote. Okay, good and bad. I think, I think overall opinion is that I think we nailed it. It was either going to suck or be really good, and I think it sucks. Yeah, a couple I, of things we're going to talk. I'm so, go ahead, couple go ahead. I mean, I just at a high level, I I think they they're dropping the ball so bad on anything that has to do with backwards compatibility. I mean, like that's kind yeah. of what Nintendo, at least in my eyes, was known for. Well, like, this is this is my thought on it was. How they had the virtual console. I'm sure Nintendo had to pony up a bunch of money to have the virtual console games on there. And so they see that the Switch is selling these SNK games and stuff like that as the standalone. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're like, hey, just put it on our system and we'll just take a cut instead of paying you money to put it on our system. That's my thought of why they're going to do that and not have it as a branded virtual console. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Possibly. I mean, the financial sense is there. I mean, I'm, I'm a little uh, perturbed by the fact that they're not going to be doing the classic games. Well, they're going to be offering them for free. We, no, because as we get into the next one, Nintendo is uh, including cloud saves when Nintendo Switch Online launches in September. And um, I think that's kind of what we're... See, people have a big deal about this. Online... I don't really care. Like, I, I keep my system safe. Like, I don't drink, I don't drink near it. <laughs> the only thing that's near water when I play this is when I'm on the pooper. So, but my I, my my question is is like with the Nintendo Switch Online launch, is this going to be part of that? The virtual console is going to be part of that service? No, there is no virtual console. Virtual the opportunity for these games like you're saying the freebies and stuff that they have with it it's just going to be separate it's not going to be part of this uh, online well, no Switch it is online. like when you go down further 10 games are going to be released right for the for the, the, the fee right the monthly fee right right and then but, they'll be swapped out like netflix okay 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 all right yeah so all right so that's what i was thinking was going to happen so maybe it's not horrible then no, it's horrible. You still have to use the app to chat, which is stupid. Okay, yeah, that's the one downfall. I mean, I think I don't know why they've gone all in on that. That just seems weird. Unless they just never put anything into the hardware in the Switch itself to have a ca- or chat system. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if that's even the hardware side. Yeah, right? I don't think isn't it's... That, isn't that software? Isn't that OS? Yes, it is, but maybe... I mean, really, all they need is the headphone jack to... To have the microphone, so yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm saying the game, the game allows it, and then but the there's got to be some kind of uh, wear on the hardware to be able to run a chat system. Battery through. life, yeah. I th- I really think there's something deep down in like maybe their culture or something where they just don't want to easily allow 
They're too, uh, they're too stubborn, man. Yeah, they're well, they, they don't want to allow adults and minors have that possibility. I mean, Xbox Live can be a very, like, dangerous place for younger kids. You Breaking know I mean? news, North Korea and South Korea are friends again. Hello, Nintendo. Yeah. Um. So I, I really think there's, like, some lingering culture thing where they yeah, just definitely. figure... They figure, hey, if you're an adult and you own a cell phone, well, then you're old enough to be able to do party chat. So use that. I, I think that's really what it comes down well, to. They, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, they're releasing Wolfenstein 1 and 2 on the Switch. Right, but that's a little bit different than, um, you know, uh, the preying chatting, on children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I, I think it just seems archaic to me. Yeah, it is. It's very... It's very two-handed. Like it's just not smooth. Mm. But the awesome things, which Scotty will read next. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what, like awesome what I was looking too. forward to, like the positives of it is. Um, yeah. All right, save your data online for easy access. That was quoted. Quote: Save your data online for easy access. End quote. Uh, reads the announcement on Nintendo's uh, website. Uh, quote: oh, Details about the feature will be available before the paid service launches in September. End quote. Uh, Nintendo. I mean. I don't know. We um, we're just spoiled with with Microsoft because what, what do we have like unlimited storage? Well, I was gonna say it's it's a nice thing from the aspect that you get cloud saves, but it's a not nice thing because you have to pay to get cloud saves. Uh, Nintendo well, yeah, Switch you know online. What? Sorry, go ahead. I'm just gonna say I'm like you're gonna pay for a service. Of course, I mean it's it would have been free anyway, but I mean you're gonna pay for the service anyway, so. Maybe just add it in like, hey, it's part of the paid service. Yeah. I don't know. It does seem, it does sound horrible, but I just think they're just lumping it in. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online will cost three ninety nine um a month for a monthly subscription. Sorry. seven ninety nine. this is all U.S. dollars, uh, for a three-month subscription and nineteen ninety nine for a one-year subscription. Uh, your subscription will give you access to online play, the Nintendo Switch Online smartphone app, and 20 classic NES games at launch. Nintendo has announced 10 of these so far. Okay, so before you announce that, there's also a tier that if you have more than one profile on your Switch, it's going to cost you $35 a year. Oh, Jesus, it's not so shareable. Seven, up, up to six profiles can access that for $35. No, which it's isn't still horrible. a good deal. That's a it's good a deal. hell of a good deal. Now, yeah. now, I know you said that there's only a certain amount of games and they're going to do it Netflix style where it's, it rotates out, but Netflix has that thing, I mean, it depends on what you're watching it on, where there are a lot of movies that just stay on Netflix. And they're saying that there's only going to be 20 classic NES games at launch. And these are the 10 that they're announcing right now, which yeah, I'll read in a second. So I'm assuming there's going to be more options for uh, oh, free I'm games, sure. like a larger but library. I, I, I don't know. Like, are these just NES games they're doing? Is it going to be SNES? Is it going to be N6? Like, I don't like. Nobody I think it almost has to be. I mean, for the if they want to get the sheer numbers of games and make this, uh, you know, make this a, a, a thing that the public kind of rallies around to bring this back and make it something that's like a, 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 a win for them. I think they have to. I think in order for this to take it over the top and make it worthwhile, I mean, I'm going to get it regardless, but make it worthwhile is the online game, the online part of the classic NES games. Is it just leaderboards or is it, Hey, Scotch, let's play some balloon fight. Like, how crazy and hilarious would that? That be? would be fantastic. I just don't know if they, um, if they can work it in and without remastering the game to get the multiplayer. Oh, you can, over they can already do that. They can, it can emulate. I'm pretty sure. I mean, they did it for virtual console for online multiplayer. 
Yeah, I think, I think there's net code involved in that, and I don't think it's that easy to do. I, okay, this is another major break point for Nintendo. If it's just leaderboards, that sucks. If it's, hey, you can play each other, that'd be amazing, and bring back Blades of Steel. Right, yeah, exactly. If you could get like a tennis, <laughs> and a, or, you know, okay, here's the list of the 10 uh, that they're going to be, or that they've announced thus far for at launch. Of the 20 at launch. Uh, soccer, tennis, Donkey Kong, oh, Mario Bros., Super Mario Bros., Balloon Fight, Ice Climber, Dr. Mario, Legend of Zelda, and Super Mario Bros. 3. I'm sorry. Regular Mario Bros. and Dr. Mario are so overrated and suck. Yeah, I mean, if, if they could it. add uh, multiplayer... Uh, all right, Runner 3. Uh, <laughs> no, the third I mean, game in the series of... that it has to have online play? I, I don't think it's going to. I don't, I don't think it's make or break, but I, I agree. I think it should have it. But... Oh, oh, yeah, if it has it, that would be a complete win well i got a question now is it going to have the number of games of like a game pass so they're going to bring it up to 100 and then do that oh, okay here we go <laughs> it's a good games, argument how many games is game pass over 100 right <laughs> it's a good argument it's a good comparison i think they'll have 20 up at some point and then i think it'll stack up i think essentially it's going to be like a virtual console to be honest with me yeah you heard it's, it here I'm, I'm rubbing off on scotchy he's bringing up game pass <laughs> just I think as a you comparison essentially go into the eShop. And then you'll go into the tab where it says like switch online or like ambassador program or whatever they want to call it. You click on it and you can download whatever games you want from there. And I think it'll be like a game pass, like a a, a bunch of games. What's it's like, the it's not like every game you have to download every game at the same time. It's like you could download what game you want. Well, no, I, my thought was is because you had originally said it's just going to be a, f- a few amount of games and they're going to swap them out. Now, I was thinking if it's just going to be 20 games and they're going to swap them every month, I mean, is that going to suck? Well, I think they'll probably give you the option to buy them, maybe. For a discount? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, but again, you're already paying a monthly fee. I don't know. All right, moving on. Uh, Runner 3, the third game in the series that started as uh, Bit Trip Runner, uh, features a number of guest characters like Eddie Riggs from Brutal Legend, Shovel Knight so as Shovel Knight and actor and sorry, the actor most commonly known as the voice of Mario, Charles uh, Martinet. Martinet, yeah, I thought it was he was French. awesome. I have uh, I had that on the Wii U, Bit Trip Runner too, and he narrates in like the intro and stuff. He's like, "Hi, I'm Charles Martinet," and it's just like his voice is good, not as good as uh, Zavala's, but now, Pitch, did you play the uh, OG uh, Bit Trip? Not the original. I played the second you one. You played two. It's okay. just so fun. Yeah, with like it, it you looks... jump to a bead and you slide, you jump, you hit, you punt, like you block. Right, you're just, just grabbing the money or the gold blocks. Yeah, the the gold the gold blocks. It's it's a great game. There's like multiple uh, paths and uh, different levels that you can uh, skip to. It's it's a. I just like the game. I think I'll buy this when it comes out. Now, question. I mean, were you? I'm assuming when you bought two, it had already been out for a while, so you kind of knew what you were getting, right? No, I, I didn't know what it was. Like, I saw it, it was on sale, and I watched the video of it. I'm like, this seems pretty neat. I don't have many games on the Wii U yet. Had I mean, s- I have, like, you know, the bigger games. I don't have, the like, the indie games and stuff. And I was like, that seems like a good game, and I'm glad I bought it. Had you seen the original? No, I did not. Okay, because that, uh, that had an 8-bit look to it, where 2 is a lot smoother, kind of has the 3D look and everything to it. And that's why I was a little bit curious yeah, if you were a little disappointed, ex- assuming it, the 8-bit was going to be the kind of a bit trip that was you know i figured that had a, a play on the 8-bit look of the character yeah there was they did have like little warp zones right they went into it was kind of like the 8-bit world like pitfall okay 
Yeah, that's what um, I kind of was going to say. It seemed like, um, what's that color one that we have, or that we were supposed to be playing together? The color runner one that you have, where the background changes and stuff. Oh, uh, Runbow? Runbow, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought I had a look I of... Say, if you say something from Sega Master System, I'm going to lose No, I, th- I thought I had a look of a Pitfall and a Runbow kind of mixed together. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And those levels were hard, man. Right. All right, but yeah, on. great game. Uh, this one I'm kind of super excited about. Uh, the 1992 B-movie horror interactive video game Night Trap, its 25th anniversary edition, is coming to the Switch. Of course you are, because you were uh, 25 at the time, and you're a pervert. Calc, do you remember this game? Ha- I used to have this game. I know Sega. you did. The Sega... <laughs> don't Gen- you dare. Yeah, Drink don't it. say it. I bought the Sega Genesis uh, CD player, or Mega CD. <laughs> yes, you did. What was that, 32X? <laughs> uh, no, 32X went Sega in CD the... drive? Sega CD drive. Oh, yeah. The 32X Calc's went... Like, you know what? I'm wow. saving my allowance. This is the game that's going to make me buy a console. <laughs> <laughs> A CD, a CD player for my console. And the girl that was the star in this was from different. Stormy strokes. Daniels. No, it was the blonde, the sister different from different strokes. strokes. Oh, Blair. And she's the one that passed away from drugs in real life. Is and it, it was all because of the um this game. Oh no, different strokes. I'm thinking the other one after yeah. different strokes. What you talking about, Willis? The the sister. Yeah. Different strokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, but yeah, that but one. She, she's one of the main characters in this game. I'm getting her name. You get it. I'm getting her name right now. Calc, you excited about this? Dana Plateau, Kimberly Bring Drummond. us back again? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I actually think this would be fun for you to grab on the Switch. I think it's already on the, it was already on the PS4. We talked about it a while ago. Yeah, but I, I would say grab it, especially if the price is right. How come they haven't made a game? Uh, I mean, I'm granted this probably sold like crap. But how come they never made any other games like this where it kind of has the, the live action recordings? What? And they they did. The whole system, 3 no, There is one out on Xbox right now. It's called Night Watch, I think. It has and the pre recorded a, a live action, live action? Your adventure. <laughs> okay. Yes. And then also the, what is it, Her Story on the iPhone? Okay. But remember, it was like you interrogate a girl. Yes. And like yep. What yep, yep. questions you ask? Her Story? Her Story. Yeah, and it won all kinds of game awards. Yeah, and I think it, I don't know if it came to systems or not, but <laughs> it's supposed to be really good. And there's also another one that that's um, by another company I forget who makes oh the, God, it's the I, same company makes Final Station. I remember this game though. The, the, these like black ninja guys used to break into the house and you would set the traps. <laughs> Dude, for them. did you do you see the image here? It says Scat Team over on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the uh, the monkeys that throw poop at everybody. <laughs> the scat team. Oh, oh, if you like, if you like monkeys throwing poop, watch War of the Planet, War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> All right, multiplayer, player, mar- yeah, multiplayer, multi-platform mm-hmm. news. Uh, EA confirms Anthem is coming March 2019. Mm. Oh my gosh, perfect time. Because think about it, what came out in March of each year for Ubisoft? Sea of Thieves. Uh, well, yeah, well, unfortunately, that's not that great. But <laughs> the Division didn't that come out in March? I believe so, yeah. And then Ghost Recon Wildlands mm-hmm. and For Honor came out in February. So the February-March is like a lull. And if you release a big game, it's going to sell big. And I was going to say that when I saw this. In I the mean, movies. I know it's EA, but I'm just giving examples of Ubisoft. No, but you're, you're right. I th- and, and Sea of Thieves came out in March, too. I, th- I yes. think 
I think what's happening is a lot of companies are starting to realize we don't. Maybe it's, we, for, it's for the Call of Duties, it's for the Grand Theft Autos, it's for the Battlefields. Let's stay out of October and November. <laughs> well, and even December, and let's let's let all those new hardware console purchases from Christmas. Let's hit them with a, a rush of fresh games in you know February, March, April. Yeah, after they've so, kind of had that two month play time of the Christmas yeah. purchases. Exactly, because I think the numbers. Dude, show. I'm even thinking like January, man. Yeah, no. I think like Pigeon hit it on the head. Dying Light, Dying Light came out in January. The the numbers mm. show from like November, December, January. Nobody's playing anything but Call of Duty and some of the other games. Right. So why not do the fe- February, March, April, and and like release two or three big blockbuster games? Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn was the end of February, which is essentially March first, because nobody cares about February. So is that the new fall? I would say so. I would say it's it's smart. I would even say like after E3, like in the summer, like mid-June, like, hey, here's E3, early June, come June 25th, this is our game. It's going to be fresh in your mind, play it until, you know, the Forza Horizons come out and the Tomb Raiders come out. Well, I know we're on multi-platform, so, so I'll kind of throw the curveball just up game in the air, air for anything. <laughs> Do you think anybody will push the boundaries of a triple A release in the summer to try and capitalize on that? This and year? my my example being since it was also delayed, do you think Crackdown Three would release this summer? No, I think that would be a holiday sale. I think like it's gonna be fall. like bundled with a console or something. Okay. I don't know. I mean it's gonna be on Game Pass, so it doesn't well, it doesn't matter, but but it's I be purchased there more through Game Pass, okay. and I think individually. But but back to the question, like my my thought is, would anybody flirt with the possibility of school being out and summers and family vacations? Like, do you release a big game over summer, or do you stick to this fall and spring formula? I now? think this fall and I mean, spring is the best way to go. I I mean, yeah, but it just it's so crowded with so many great games. I just think that. I think it's going to be the new February, March is the summer because everyone's going to start saying, hey, you know, look at January, February, March. Nobody has games out there. So let's get it out there where June, July and part of August is the new, you know, two, three months where no games are released. Summer might be a great time to release for the Switch since it's a, you know, take along. Yeah, on the go. Hey, didn't Quantum Break come out like in February or something? It came out in April. Okay, April. Yeah. All right, Destiny 2 Warmind DLC is out, and Kelk already hates it. April 5th. He's he's, uh, he's referred to it as Destiny 1. All right, so... Graphics graphics are worse than... uh, What did you say it was? Tennis from the NES era? (laughs) (laughs) Pitfall. Um, Night Trap? (laughs) Night Trap was way better. Um, all right, so my my, awesome my, the 80s, man. my mm. question that I'm posing to you, like, it's not haterade. It's just now that we've really gotten a chance to step back away from Destiny and go back to it, it I mean, are we satisfied? Do you think they uh, should have tried to reinvent the wheel with it, or is it really de- Destiny 1.5? I'll, I'll tell you what, and I think Scotty would agree, I don't have a hungering to go back every day and play it like I did for Destiny 1. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. Not. I, I, agree. I don't know. I don't know if it it was the loop that they had for Destiny One was so great. If it ain't broke, then don't fix it. Or if it was, 
something new. I think it was the something new. was like Borderlands. And now that there's so many other good games out that are shooters, I don't really care. Or maybe yeah. I'm just, I don't and, know. And I'm not saying it's like. That well, it's not Haterade. It's not just the Haterade from you. It's like everyone's saying like, oh, look at all these guns that I got from the original Destiny 2. And they're saying everything changed. And it's the same skin. Yeah. It's the same perks it's everything like nothing's really changed from it and, they and, and that's they what did. i'm saying like it when i went back to play it after being away from it for so long i'm like okay i'm like this is good this is the destiny i remember this is the great shooting mechanic but i'm just kind of like there with you i don't feel like all right i need to go fire it back up again tonight i just like well i kinda, do i want to play it. it's kind of eh you know like yeah but i wish i wish mercury was what this world this map would have was like you know, Mercury, Mercury is definitely like, ugh. and this world has like places to go. Mercury is just like a symmetrical circle. I'll so, say they're in, they're in trouble. I don't know what they're doing with Destiny Three. Is there going to be a Destiny Three at this point, man? I Destiny thought 2. it was a. Three. I think they're just, I think they're going to try so hard to recover Destiny Two that it's going to be put off on Des- like Destiny 3 would just like blend in with Destiny 2. Because I, I thought it was a 10-year, three-part plan was the original. Yeah, but dude, think about it. Think like, hey, Destiny 2, wasn't that great? Guess what, guys? Destiny 3 is coming out in 2021. People are going to be like, well, fuck you, buddy. Like, you screwed the pooch on Destiny 2. Like, fix it. Like, I think, I think Destiny 3 will come out after they fix Destiny 2, where they make it like the first one. That's so you I think their two point five is actually going to be the two, and then they'll bring out three after. <laughs> yeah, cool. I don't know. They no. fix they fix a division, so anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, uh, as Pigeon had said, the Warmind added three new strikes. I think you mentioned that. Uh, two of which were just copies of the story missions, and the third one is a PS4 exclusive, which is the only original and new one. And and. It- I'll let me pop this in. Not that I'm like you guys say I'm the hater aid on Sony. Wait, go ahead. I, I don't think Bungie can afford to be doing this shit right now with, with how bad the game is just being perceived. You know, I think it was already planned. Like they already had this shit. No, I, I, I agree with you, but I just I think, think both the resources are trying to fix this game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this was way planned ahead, but right now it just looks so bad when you're like, yeah. You know, because think about it. If they, if like on Reddit, there's what is it like? Not the community manager, but like a de- like the guy who's like doing the story. Like everything is like apologizing, saying, "Hey, we're really fixing this. Like this yeah. DLC is really turning around." But I think this is like all like they already have it done, and all they're doing they're spending all their time trying to fix what was the magic of Destiny One into Destiny Two, and it's just I don't know if they're at a point where it's far like too too little too late or if it's just like they're on the cusp of fixing this and turning it around like it's i just don't know if they have anything that that's that groundbreaking to really change people's mind uh, well maybe their new update which uh which scotch will read i'll change it around mm, you think uh yes so also uh, in the earnings call activision talked a little bit about the fall expansion of destiny 2 uh, Bungie's multiplayer first-person shooter, stating that the expansion would include a mode that, quote, is new to first-person shooters as a genre, end quote. Cal, go. What do you thought? What do you think? All right, so we've already 1v100. done zombies. We've already... Horde mode, right? It's a horde mode. 1v100. 
I I think no what first no because PUBG's first person right it has a first person mode but I was gonna almost say I think they're gonna try for the all right so what if they try what if it's not 1v100 but it's like a it's kind of like a 1v100 esque and two it's like it's <laughs> nice. it has that feel but it's still a horde mode like you said I think do you guys remember the horde mode in Halo I don't but I do you remember in Halo I want to say Halo no not Halo 4 it was 360 era because we played it with Bob High and Lion Rider and he was just fucking lost in the sauce but that was a great mode like you remember that uh, it's kind of horde modish but tower defense-ish you remember in Titanfall Titanfall 2 yeah. was it like yeah, I remember the, that a little bit like the um what was it like it's, re- it's essentially a horde mode it's like you got to protect this and then yeah like satellite defense it, get, or something like yeah, that like I'm I that be I think that'd be cool I think that'd be it's not new to a first person shooter but mm-hmm. I think it'd be an added plus to an update you know yeah no I, I crucible like I can handle my my own I'm positive 1kd but it's just like I don't know. It gets repetitive. I like just throw was, a horde mode. I was going to say PVP is not like crucible and PVP is not always for everyone. So I, I yeah. think like a, like a horde mode slash one V 100. Like if you can kind of cross those and genres. open up to four players and not three. Yeah. Or six, Jeez. well, six player make, yeah. make it, make it six player horde mode. That'd be it's cool. Two versus 101. Crazy. <laughs> Anyway, all right. From now until May twenty first, a limited time Pink Mercy legendary skin will be available for purchase for Overwatch. I might do it. The skin costs fifteen dollars, and one hundred percent of the proceeds goes towards the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. The team yeah. also announced a limited edition Pink Mercy shirt, which is now available for pre order on the Blizzard Gear Store for thirty bucks. Dude, people yeah. are going nuts over this skin. Yeah, it's a good donation to give. I mean, it's a good donation, but I my daughter's like Fortnite crazy now. <laughs> she's done with the Overwatch. I, I don't think she's going back to Overwatch. I think Overwatch <laughs> is, is far behind us. But man, I just like sometimes I just want to go back and get those loot boxes. Mm. I her. told you Fortnite was Pandora's box with skins, man. With her, yeah. She's like, I need the battle pass. <laughs> I'm like, okay. She's like, Evan, Evan has it. I'm like, so. I was like, let's say I had grades were her grades, uh, her test scores were good, so she got it. And you're like, Ruby, if Evan jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? she's like yeah i'll eat shit doing it (laughs) (laughs) all right the upcoming battlefield 5 or v as pigeon would like me to say will include quote compelling single player stories end quote pointing to a continuation of the campaign style introduced in battlefield 1 okay didn't you you say the next battlefield is going to be bad company 3 yes that's the rumor and they pretty much are going fully against what the call of duty approach is right single player campaign yeah yeah they're they're like we're gonna stick with single player and we're gonna you know do it like battlefield well, battlefield and... multiplayer can handle one versus 100 i mean yeah. it's got the maps and everything the large scale maps yeah it's interesting that they're sticking with the campaign while call, call of duty's abandoning it i mean i mean we we bought battlefield one i think we should have played the multiplayer more to keep up with the <laughs> I don't know the fourteen-year-olds or whoever yeah. you want to call. Yeah, it almost turned into but... uh, what is that? Uh, Call of Duty Four with anti-gravity and everything else. 
(laughs) since we got, I mean, we got our asses handed to us that one night on battlefield. I mean, do you guys really, and I think it is, it really has to do with the fact. I think that we don't have the better weapons, correct? I don't know. Like, I don't, there's, is it, no, is they it knew the map the night because that we were I'm there. I'm confused. Like, I just have that one machine gun that I hold it aside. I don't know. Scotchy, what were you saying? They knew the maps. They knew where we were coming from. They had the lockdown points and everything else. I think it was just playing it so much that you knew where everything was going. I think we jumped in where people from. jumped out. <laughs> they were just, like, giving up. Yeah, I think, it's, I think Scotchy, it's a combo of they these people eat and sleep and breathe it and they know the maps but i i really think it was like some of them also hit those rank levels where they just have slightly better weapons and it's just handing us our ass but you know what not to dull on destiny 2 more but when when i go like iron banner it's like your gear score it's it makes a difference yeah you know like i i went in at like 315 i was playing runs 340s and i was handling myself pretty good but for this game, it's like I just die immediately. Yeah, like, it's like wolves in the sheep pen. I mean, maybe we maybe like, I'm maybe I'm not supposed to be Rambo. Maybe I'm supposed to be, uh, you know, like a sniper. Yeah, something. I wasn't doing too bad when I did finally take the sniper option, and I kind of just sat back hidden pretty well, and I just kept doing pop shots at people's heads as they were running around because they kept running back to the same spots. But I that just gets boring. Go around after throwing a while. grenades at tanks. Like I see a tank, I'm like, man, I want to take this down. Up, oh, never mind. I die four times. Forget it. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it I'm, was I'm glad they're keeping the. I mean, yeah, yeah. We're never. We're probably never going back. But I'm. I'm glad they're doing the single player. I, I'll probably wait for EA Access. Mm-hmm. All right, Capcom will release two major titles uh, by the end of March 2019. What are they? Jeez, Dead Rising Five and another Resident Evil. Next. Yeah, you don't think it's another fighting game? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, oh, oh! You just took a curveball. <laughs> just do a gyro ball. It could be. It could be like a Capcom verse, you know, like Mortal Kombat or something. Right. Hey, I'll, prediction. I'll, Holy I'll, shit. I'll throw a crazy prediction. No, mine's, what, what, mine's better. Didn't Capcom make a Lost Planet? Lost. They, they, were, they were up to what? Lost Planet 3, I think? I think or Lost did, Planet 2? Just two. What if they do a third? Scott, that'd be, that'd be... I think that... That game was ahead of its time, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think it... I mean, maybe Lost Planet's coming. <laughs> Scott, do you remember... Do you remember uh, Lion Rider bought that game? Lost Planet? He's like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, man, it looked, it looked great, so I bought it. I'm like, so how long you played it? I played it for about three days. It sucks. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so there wasn't a Lost Planet 3... Uh, in 2013, Lost Planet 2, 2010, and then Lost Planet Extreme Condition 20, uh, 2006. Right. And then there was a spinoff. It wasn't okay. I'm, I'm still saying Lost Planet. I think they stick with that franchise. Was that on your uh, your notes there? It's, it's going to be it's now. It's not. It's not, but I just came up with it. Yeah. You should put it in. That's a, that's a really good one. I two major. That is a major title, but I just... I. I hope it's Dead Rising 5. I'll get it. All right, Valve has announced two free mobile apps that will allow you to play any game or video in your Steam library on any supported iOS or Android devices. The Steam Link app, which is slated to release the week of May 21st, will work similarly to the physical Steam Link device. It will allow you to run games on your PC that you then stream and play on any device using the app. 
as long as the host PC is connected to either a 5 gigahertz network or plugged in with an Ethernet cable. Uh, uh, we just got to keep up with the Calxuses, huh? Yeah, the Steam... Yeah, seriously. The Steam Link Apple uh, support the use of a Steam controller and MFI controllers, and you'll likely need to use something similar as most games won't have native support for touch controls. Calc, what's what's MFI controller? No, not hundred percent sure. Maybe I'm something. Gonna look, I'm multifunctional gonna look inputs. No, multi, multifaceted. <sighs> Steam controller and MFI controllers. Yeah, I'm not sure. But oh man, they're. It's so funny how like Valve is pushing. Made for iPhone. <laughs> I think. Shut up. Valve is, yeah. Valve is like pushing for this like uh, stream game playing, and there's like rumors of a. Microsoft like stream from the cloud. It'd just be so funny if Microsoft did go and purchase Valve. Man, I'm glad I just bought the Steam Link. <laughs> I could have just played it on my phone. Yeah, right. You know, I haven't even played that yet. My my daughter played Geometry Dash. I bought. What's funny is I bought Vanquish for like two bucks, and of course now it's free on backwards compat. But nice. I bought I bought a bunch of games. Oh, Crazy Taxi, which was free. Yep, Fucking games of the gold. Damn you, Xbox. <laughs> But this uh, is crazy. Right, yeah, being able to play on your phone. I mean, granted, you have to, you know, your computer, I guess, still has to be a decent computer because it, one, has to play the game, and then, two, be able to, you know, stream it across your internet. Well, I think that's just the internet. I don't think it has to do with your PC. But, you mm. know, there's an app already out. It's called Rainway app, right? You guys heard about well, that? Well, isn't it running the app and it's running the game at the same time? Well. What, Rainway? No. No, or he's this. talking about the PC. Yeah, being like, able to stream it. Yeah, the PC's running the PC's running it and rendering it and then the network is carrying the speed. Yeah, so I don't think I don't think it has to do anything with I think just the, the your PC's taking the the game itself and then your your router's taking it to your Yeah, phone. it's just like the uh what is it? You know how you can like play your Xbox like yeah, across your network computer, on a right. computer. But you don't really I guess it's know. a matter of your 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 phone needs to be pretty bulky. Yeah, pretty beefy then. So well, what were radio you radio saying radio. about the the Rainway? I've heard of it. I just yeah, Rainway it. app. So I I um was part of the beta and I tried doing it through Xbox, but I guess there was an issue at the time. So Rainway app is essentially it does what this app is going to do is or what the Steam Link does, but it does it through the web through their website. Okay, and it doesn't. The website does all the technology behind streaming it and making it look good. So you don't have any latency. You don't have any like. This is exactly uh, what Chuck was saying with Azura and uh, Crackdown stuff. Yeah. So essentially, that's what it does. And it was it was they're they're working on an app for your um for your Switch. So you'll be able to play your PC games on your Switch. Hmm. Yeah, guys, I think we're like really, really. I think we're close. Maybe a year or two at the most away from a lot of cloud streaming down to devices that. The devices don't have to be that powerful. I, you know what I'll do? I'll for the next uh, for the next podcast, I'll try the Rainway app with my Xbox and see if I can play any of my Steam games because it's through your Steam account. Like you have to have a Steam account okay. and some games, but you can't. I don't think it does Windows Ten, but uh, I'll, I'll try it out and see. But can you imagine, like, if you had your Switch, like, like your Switch doesn't do any of the processing; everything is done through the Rainway app. Yeah, the, the, the yeah. website. That's exactly. insane. Exactly. They're going to be bought up soon. 
<laughs> and then that's when uh, all the people who just have the original Xbox One are all laughing at the people who bought the uh, the One X. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, that's a valid point. Xbox the, One X Pro. These these fifth generation, like PS Five and Xbox Two, they might be just like a. They might not be as expensive because they might have a big beefy graphics card and just a basic processor, and all the rest of the lifting is done like off, right? You know, in the cloud. Yeah. Death Garden. This is going to be Kelk's new uh, game that he tries talking us into. The newest game from Mm -hmm. Dead by Daylight developer Behavior uh, Behavior Digital. Sorry, uh, is a unique take on an asymmetrical PvP. Uh, one person is playing a perspective of a first-person shooter, but the other five are teamed up against them in a third-person game of Capture Point Keepaway. Yeah, I mean, this evolved. isn't up my alley, but I watched the video. It's, it's pretty interesting. It's shut your whore mouth, Calc, or Pigeon. <laughs> Wouldn't even touch Evolve. Gave Not Calc so much where shit I'll about purchase it. it, but like <laughs> it definitely. Like you saw, like the five people running, and you can actually like. Like while you're running away, you can look around your environment and see what's going on, like where he's coming from. This is the exact opposite of what Evolve was, because Evolve was third person for the one character, and then the other five were first person. Yes, I th- oh yeah, because you were the uh, the monster, right? Yeah, and then you were third person as the monster. Yeah, I mean it looked cool. I, it had a it had a uh, Fortnite art style vibe to it. Any interest on uh, trying out the whole Friday the Thirteenth game? I did. It's on sale on the PS4 for like 13 bucks. I almost sent it to Skaji, but I know he'd probably be like, nah. Because uh, my old buddy uh, that I used loves to work with, he yeah, loves anytime it. Anytime I load yeah. up the Xbox, it's like, oh, so-and-so is looking for a Friday 13th party. I'm like, oh, man, what? Yeah, he like played the hell out of that game. <laughs> Who's your buddy? But I, I, heard, I heard it got major updates to it, too, so I heard it's pretty Yeah, it's easy. a lot better game now than it was when it first came out. And I and I know Pigeon, you like the scary stuff, so I, that's why I was curious if you were. Uh... Yeah, but it's like one v five. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's why. I, I would just want to be Jason the whole time and just walk everywhere. If it was Michael yeah, Myers, it'd be Michael different Myers. Story. Yeah, yeah. All right, sure. uh, beer thoughts, and then we'll wrap. Uh, Pigeon, go. Yeah, I'm I'm buzzing hard, and um, I know rum is what is more of like a vanilla taste mm-hmm. um yeah i don't i don't get the vanilla part but it does it does sweeten up the uh the beer um but yeah it's uh it's a yay oh yeah all right Calc? my my arnold palmer uh it's a yay uh it's pretty light pretty pretty tart but not uh not overwhelming it's like i said it's not like the sequench it's i could definitely see on a hot day you know, whether playing golf or doing yard work or something like that, you could probably put four or five of these cans away. That's good. Um, Did you finish it while it was cold? Or are you drinking it while it's a little bit warmed up now? Oh, uh, while it was cold. I finished it about 15 minutes okay, ago. Okay, I was going to ask if it got any better or worse as it warmed up. No. Nah, uh, the, the thing that I did notice, like I said, it, it's not as much on the tart side, but a lot more of the iced tea comes through. Uh, okay. Um, so, like I said, it's, it's pretty refreshing. Your Lipton is. Yeah, my uh, the the truth from Flying Dog. Uh, it's tasty. It's a it's a really nice um, IPA if you like IPAs, because uh, it does have the uh, the bite, the hoppy bite. All right, uh, that's the show. Uh, as Cal could kind of mention earlier in the show, if you guys are still listening and you are not falling asleep yet from our babbling, um, we Never. are <laughs> we are on Patreon. My girl voice keeps you up. 
uh, we um, to hear the show current. You have to go to Patreon. Uh, otherwise, you're gonna be if you're uh, still listening to us for free, which we don't mind. You guys can listen to us for free all you want, but you're gonna be a week behind on all of our uh, news and conversation points for anything that's a hot topic. Um, so if you want eighteen dollar tier, yeah. If you want to get Calc's uh, forearms uh, built back up looking like Popeye, you gotta uh, you gotta get in on <laughs> that eighteen dollar tier. <laughs> yeah, just the one arm. Um, otherwise, uh, like Calc said, it's, uh, less than a cup of coffee of, uh, yeah, less than a cup of coffee. Uh, you can get current on the shows and you can get our backlog shows as well. Uh, I think we're, we're episode 162. So that's a lot of shows that you guys can listen to. Uh, otherwise, um, reach out to us, get us any questions, any comments, any feedback. If you think that we're idiots and we don't know what the hell we're talking about, let us know. Uh, you can aim all those to me because I'm usually the one who's left out. Uh, so if you want and you want to reach out to me and let me know, it's at scotchon underscore LC. Otherwise, you can reach Kelk at the real Joe Kennedy and Ooh. Pigeons at Pigeon Peg Lake pretty much everywhere. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you next week. Later. I still hate Kelk every day. <laughs> 